Welcome to the Chaz Palmetary Podcast. New episode today. We got old school. Let me tell you something. If you open up the dictionary and look up old school, you see this guy's fucking picture in front of you. Old school. Is he old school? This guy's old school. But before I bring him out, I want to tell you, got to go to my site, chazpalmetary.net. I want to tell you where I'm going to be doing the one-man show. The one-man show, the show that started it all. September 10th, I'll be in Lancaster, PA, at the American Music Theater. October 9th, I'm going to be in Boston. I love Boston. Great city. Great town. I'm not a Boston Red Sox fan, but I'm a Yankee fan. But you know that, but a great town. I'm going to be at the Emerson Colonial Theater in Boston. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA, November 11th and 12th, the Byram Theater in Pittsburgh. Just go to my site, charlespalmetary.net. Go to my website. Uh, go to uh, Instagram, Charles Palmetary. You'll see where I am. You go on my site, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. I always say this because my dad wrote this. Put it in my room when I was nine years old, and I uh, decided I wasn't going to waste my life, and God willing, everything worked out really good. I gave it to my kids, my son Dante and Gabriella. They both went to the top schools in the country, and uh, my son went to Berkeley, graduated. My daughter right now is going to the University of Michigan. Both of them uh, really, uh, you know, the card works. You want to give it to your kids, inspire them. You tell them that Chaz Palmer said, don't waste their talent. All right, so getting back to somebody who fucking totally wasted his talent. I'm just kidding. And uh, he is, uh, uh, he's really, truly unique guy. And who is he? If you come to my shows, I have a guy out there selling the merchandise. He's a classic. He's a one, and we know the uh, saying one of a kind. Mr. Sandy Blue Eyes, how are you, Sandy? How you doing, Chaz? Thank you for having me back. Well, thank you for coming back. I had no choice to have you back because you kept breaking my balls to have you back. But And we can laugh. You can laugh. It's, it's no big deal. If you guys want to make sounds, that's fine. Don't hold it in. That's fine. Hey, Charles, when are you going to have me back? Hey, when are you going to have me back? I figured I'd wait 43 days for you get get next fucking haircut. haircut. Now, when do you get your haircut? Every 43 days or 44? Every 44 days. Every 44 days. I'm sorry. This man, ladies and gentlemen... Gets his hair cut every 44 days. We talked about it the last time you were on. Why do you do that every 44 days, Sandy? Because on the from the 45th day on, it lo- starts to look unruly. In one day? In one day. From the 45th day on, it starts to look unruly. 43rd day, it's still okay. It's still good. The man is fucking nuts, folks. <laughs> do you understand that? I'm telling Gary, he's nuts. John the one, we're dealing with a fucking nut here. Do you I understand still want to know what's going to happen once his barber retires. No, he can't. What happens when he, God forbid, uh, he retires? I go to his house. Now, who's your barber again? What's his name? Ray. Ray at Hair, in Hairport in Port Jefferson, Long Island. In Hairport? Hairport, it's called. Hairport. Is that a pun or something? Hairport. No. In Jefferson, Long Island. Port Jefferson. Port Jefferson, but the name of the place is Hairport. Hairport. Like a takeoff on airport. That's No, takeoff on Port Jefferson. On oh, Port Jefferson. I know, it sounds a little more like airport to me, but I'll, I'll give you that one. So, I mean, you're still doing the 500 eggs every Monday? Yeah, okay, whatever. Well, from Costco. Costco. Yeah, I still buy the 500 eggs at a time. 500 eggs at right. a time. But now I'm just doing, I'm cutting down on the calories for the summer. 
Right. So I'm, I'm trying to cut up a little bit. So I'm doing six every morning. I'm eating yeah. six hard-boiled egg whites. Every morning. Every right. morning. We talked about this. Go ahead. A little bowl of fruit. A little bowl of fruit. Ten vitamins. Ten vitamins. And gallons of water. Gallons of water. And let's not forget the five almonds. And five almonds, absolutely. So uh, you always come in dressed sharp, always looking Thank good. You. Look like you fell out of a fucking George Raff movie. But uh, <laughs> George Raff was an old-time gangster. I don't know. <laughs> I know. My you father know, used to watch those movies. Used to watch, I used to watch those movies. I got to say, when we talk about old school, look at this guy. This guy's been here for a few hours right now. Has never unbuttoned his tie, loosened it up, just kind of relaxed a little bit. Is that right, Sandy? That's correct. My father, not when he went to an occasion with my mom, yes. my mom used to say he will not loosen his tie. My father did and, the same. Right, yes. There you go. Until the end of the evening. And not even in the car. No, wait, you wait no, till he got home. No, not, not even in the car. And you are the same way. Yes. You know, these little idiosyncrasies, that's the word, I think I said it right. You, your hair, the eggs. I have to bring these up again because I, I, I'm astounded by them. You cut the grass twice a week. I, I just started with the grass again now. The summer's back, so you cut. So you only cut the tops. Is Three that right? times a week. Three times a week. Yeah. You must got a lot of fucking time on your hands. Well, I have a big house to take care of. I have a couple of cars that I take care of. And, and uh, so you cut the grass three times a week. Right. And you do this because why? Well, I keep the grass long. Right. Especially in the months of June, right. July, and August. Because it's hot. Because that's when the sun is the strongest. Yes. If you cut it too short, the sun actually burns the roots. And the grass won't grow green. So for people that want to know how to keep... I mean, I've been to this guy's house and I saw his lawn. It looks fake. Right, thank no, but, you. But who the fuck could invest that much time? It's not hard. All it's you, not hard. All you have to do... We're going to give Scott's a plug now. Let's give Scott's a plug. All you have to do is follow the Scott Step 5 method. You, you follow them, that I, but to oh, a T. To a T. To a T. And underground sprinklers, right? they help immensely, underground sprinklers. So you got to make sure there's water. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, and this guy, I mean, I know he's so anal about everything. I mean, he sells my merchandise at my clubs. Sandy Blue Eyes from TikTok fame, here he is right now in front of me. Man, gets two million hits on TikTok. It's incredible. Women, they love him. They come to the show. They take pictures with him. Sandy, uh, how's the business going so far? Pretty good, I hear. <laughs> I I love I love working for you. I love doing what I do. Right. And I love greeting the people as they walk in the door. Do you notice they know they recognize you? Oh, you absolutely. They do. They yell my name out. That's Sandy Blue Eyes from Instagram. From, from Instagram. From right. from your Instagram. From your TikTok. Right, 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 right. And uh, I love talking to them. They ask me if I would take pictures with them. Right. And. Uh, and then they, you know, I sell a lot at the beginning of the show. You do, I know. But then they come in and see what you do on that stage. And then they come out and the line is like almost around the building. Now, what would you say, uh, the card here, the saddest thing in life is wasted out. Is this one of the big sellers? Absolutely. Right. They're well, very inspired. People buy this for their, for their teenagers, right. for their children. I mean, I, I had a gentleman buy 20 of them one evening. 20 cards? That's correct. Wow. Wow. And what they do is, and they, 
they've showed me pictures that what they do is they, they'll frame them. Right. And they'll put them on their children's wall. Wow. As a matter of fact, if I may tell this, this quick story. Go right ahead. My friend that cuts my hair, he has, he has a grandson, and his name is Nico. And, um, and I introduced Nico to Chaz. Chaz had a nice little talk with and him about- He saw about, the show. He saw the show. He right. came to see the show uh, with, with his grandfather and his grandmother and the whole family. And uh, Chaz signed the card to Nico and right. says, you know, listen to your father, listen to your mother, listen, listen, listen to your grandfather and your grandmother, and do excellent in school and always read this card. And this boy started reading the card day after day after day, and he went home with his report card, and he said, look, Mom, uh, and Grandpa and, and Grandma, and he said, look, look at my report card. Because Mr. Chaz told me, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent, yeah. and I don't want to waste my talent. That's the truth. Yes, I remember when That's you told me truth. that story, and it uh, was very, uh, you know, very nice. Very inspiring, and what's his name? Yeah. Nico. Nico. Nico Legala. Nico what? Legala. Legala. Nico Legala. I'm proud of you, Nico. Don't let me down. Wasted talent. He's Don't let me boy. down, Nico. You're family. a good boy. Okay, you're a good boy. You want me to give your child a shout out? Go to Chaz Parmentary uh, show. Leave a question. Leave your son. Leave your son or your daughter's name. I'll give him a shout out. You think they need a little inspiration? I do it. Absolutely. Go right ahead. But Nico, you're doing a great job, pal. Keep it up. Keep but, it up. But besides the card, we sell the posters. We sell the po Those are the classic posters right. that are from 1987, 88. 88. Where are they? Are they anywhere around here? No. There's be, one over there. There's one over there. We'll, we'll go get it. There's a classic poster from over there. Get the both of them, the colored one, too. Right, yeah. Those are classic vintage posters. Those are from my original one-man show in 1988, the collector's items. I sell them and uh, at the show, and uh, a lot of people, you know, they'll buy the card and the posters, yes. right? Yes. Is that right? Thank you very much, young man. Here we have, this is the classic, the original poster. Right. A Bronx Tale with the original reviews, and this is a vintage poster right here. And these are like... These are collector's items. I mean, really, seriously. And then we have the uh, we have the hoodies, the hoodies, the t-shirts, t-shirts. With on the back it says one of the great ones. On the front it says Bronx Tale. Oh, you sell a lot of good stuff, Sandy. And we even have meet and greets too. If you're yep. interested in meeting Chaz, yes, you see me in the lobby. You see Sandy Blue Eyes in the lobby. You talk to him. You go, Sandy. Let me. Could you straighten me out here? And Sandy <laughs> will straighten you out, obviously. And. Uh, You'll come backstage and see me after the show. We have a great uh, time. We have a good time. Yes. So, Sandy, did you ever, like, uh, meet any gumadas out there? Yeah, I meet a lot of nice people, a lot of nice women out there. But you're very busy. You can't be, like, you know, once in a while. I, mean, I, I sneak in a little hello every now and then, you know, to let them know that uh, I think they're uh, attractive and yes. they're very nice people. I mean, not with a boy. Uh, not, no, never with a guy. guy or no, no right. never fooled another man's woman. Never. Never. Absolutely not. You have never. never fooled with another man's woman. Absolutely not. Now, I, I, I know that for a fact because I've seen you in action. And you don't never. fool around with another man's woman. How do you feel about... Um, but we talked about this once. How do you feel about when you're out with a girl, she's beautiful, 
or very attractive or whatever. And you're with her, you don't look at other girls. Well, if I glance at another girl, that's okay. It's not a big deal. No, that's that's fine. Could she look at another guy? Absolutely. It doesn't bother you at no, all? No, if she just glances like I just glanced. Yeah, if she sees a guy and he's handsome, what's right. the big deal? Absolutely. That's fine. That's part of life. That's correct. But you're old school where you want to, if a girl's with her boobs out, you don't like that. No, that's putting on a show. That's attracting attention. But what about if she's absolutely stunning and her boobs are tastefully out? Tastefully. Tastefully, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. But it has to be tastefully. Jesus, man, Sandy, I got to be honest with you. You're tough. I mean, you know, my wife is beautiful, and she she has, you know, pretty nice boobs. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I'm going home with her. What's the big deal? Uh, I just think, I don't know, for me, I'm speaking for me. For you. It just, it just, it just draws attention, you know. Is I that mean, bad? well, it draws, it draws more than a glance attention. Okay. You know, and then you draw you attention know. with your, uh, you know, good fellow's outfit. <laughs> you know, you draw attention. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like a bodily, a flesh attention. It's not like a sexual attention. Oh, it's not. No, no, it's no. not. I seen you walking around with your shirt off, with your, <laughs> you're trying to show off your guns when you work out. You know, I seen that. I mean, uh, I don't know, Sandy. I think there's a, I think there's a. You have a system here. You know, uh, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, as they say, Sandy Blue Eyes. Well, you know, I don't walk around like with my pants hanging down. No, no, no I know that. So, but I, I don't know. I think there's a. We disagree on that. I think if a woman is sexy and beautiful, if it's done tastefully, I think she she, she could show herself off. It doesn't bother me at all. But you're different. You're you're a little more. I'm old school, but you're even more old school than I am. I like just a little cleavage. A little cleavage. Just a little cleavage. You, you sound like a little sexist. Does he sound like a little sexist, fellas? I mean, come on. I like I like I like a woman that wears dresses and skirts, and hoops and heels. That's pretty, it's pretty like, you know. And straight, blown out hair. Okay, Sandy, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, but what happens if you meet a girl, she doesn't wear hoops, she doesn't wear, she's got the heels, and she doesn't have straight, blown out hair, but she's absolutely stunning, and she's a good person. Is that a problem? I don't know. I would have to see. I would have to oh. get to know her. I would have to see. He's got to think about it. Be- because, be- because I would rather it be from the very beginning that... But maybe she doesn't wear that. Well, then she doesn't fit into my criteria then. So your criteria is there's a certain girl that has to fit all, that has to check all the boxes, and if she doesn't check all the boxes, she's not for Sandy Blue Eyes. Correct. Let's say, let's say, I, meet a, let's say I meet a nice young lady. Yes. But really, she likes guys with blonde hair and brown eyes. I, don't, I, I wouldn't fit into her criteria. No, no, but that's that's a physical thing. This is like how she dresses. She got to wear hoop. She's got to wear hoop earrings. No, not all the time. What do you got? What do you got? A fetish for hoop earrings? <laughs> Straight hair, high heels. Which some well, that's why wear. I like J Lo. But that, not all the time. Well, let me just break this to you. You don't have a shot with J Lo. <laughs> okay, let me break this to you. Okay, I, I just want to. You were clear supposed that to introduce right me to him, ever? No, J Lo is what she's with Ben right now, and she's I think Ben. ben I know. Ben has about 400 million reasons over you. That's correct. Okay, okay. I think so, maybe more, too. <laughs> maybe more. 
So, no, J-Lo's, actually, I met J-Lo in the very beginning of her career. She was terrific. Really, I, I liked her a lot. That's she was great. doing Money Train when I met her, I remember. She was really sweet. She's very from the talented. Bronx, too. Very, yeah. From the Bronx. Castle Hill. She's from Castle That's Hill. That's correct, Castle Hill. So, okay, so give me your type. Let's forget J-Lo. Okay. Give me your type of woman who's famous that you think you would like. That's famous. Besides J-Lo, of course. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. I know Penelope. I directed her in a movie called Noel. Absolutely one of the greatest actresses I've ever directed and stunningly yes. beautiful. You know, but she's with Javier. Von, yeah, you know, no. Javier she's got a guy. She's Absolutely. got a guy and a pretty handsome guy yep. and very talented. Pretty power couple. But uh, Penelope is... Uh, stunning, and uh, no, you don't have a shot with her either, so forget that. <laughs> but she does have long black hair and wears hoop earrings and does wear high heels. No, Sandy, it's not happening. Okay. And she's got, she has... Class. Class. Oh, immense amount of class. And she has beautiful, beautiful legs, and I'm a leg man. You're a leg man. Yes. She does have beautiful legs. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. Yes. I mean, let's... Uh, you know, she's one of those, you know, wake up in the morning, shuffle your hair, and, you know, God bless you. That's all you have to do, you know. So I, lo I lost that too, so far. That's two now. you lost out. Well, you lost to J-Lo and Penelope Cruz. Diane Lane. Diane Lane. I like her. Girl. You like her too. Now, Diane Lane has a scar right here. Yeah. For some reason, drives me crazy. The scar. The scar. <laughs> the scar drives you crazy. It I, just, don't, I don't know. It just, you know what? I don't even want to go there. Because <laughs> I don't know what can come out of your mouth right now that I... I don't want to oh, be canceled. No, always respectful. That, you know what I mean? Always respectful. I, I, oh, wow. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But the scar drives you crazy. There's something about the scar on, on her eye that gives her a look that just... Yeah, but you're, you're a man who's never hit a woman, right? Hit a woman? Yeah, you never put your hands on Absolutely a woman. Absolutely not. You detest men who do that. That's correct. That's correct. Now, when you were a cop, you were a motorcycle cop for 20 years. Right. Did you ever, like, go to a thing where a guy just beat up a woman or a kid? Because we had a few guys here. We had Gary on the show from CSI, and he told us that he got, oh, you just wanted to kill the guy because when you got there, you got emotionally involved in what happened. Did that ever happen to you? Well, what we pulled cars over. Right. Where um, the couple started arguing because the guy was getting pulled over by the police. Right. And before we dismounted off the motorcycles, the guy would be punching the girl. We, we rolled up on the scene like that. He was punching the he girl. He was punching the girl in the head. Now, he gets arrested for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. He gets the cuffs thrown right, right. on him, right? Right. And yeah. when I was on back in those days, we had, a, we had to do a little Andana Della on him, too. Wow, because you, you were upset by the girl. Correct. I, well, I'm not saying it's right now. He was blaming her because uh, right. they were getting pulled over because they were arguing to begin with about something. And the car was moving. And yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you. so at, at 20 years, Highway 1, you rolled up on some tough accidents, right? Oh, absolutely. Decapitations. You saw decapitations. On the Bronx River Parkway. Yes. Wow. Car came from the... From the going southbound, came over the divider, into the northbound lane, sheared the top of the car, top of the car going north, sheared the uh, 
the uh, driver's head right off. And when you got there, where was his head? In the back seat. In the back seat. Huh, back seat driver. Just kidding. Okay, anyway. Uh, well, he was a classic backseat driver. But when you got there, what did you say when you saw the head? I mean, Well, people, you know, people that were passing were screaming, women were screaming. Because they saw the head? They saw it. No, they saw the body moving with no head. The body still had, the nerves were still, because it just happened. We just missed it. We just rolled up so on it. So you've seen the body actually moving. Because the nerves. With no were, head. Right, no head. I mean, you couldn't, like, get the head and put it back or nothing. No. No, you no, this ain't Halloween, no. Wow. Have you ever gotten into a high-speed chase on your motorcycle? Back in those days, we, we could chase, yes. Now, today, they're not allowed to chase because of so many fatalities that, that police are involved in by chasing. You know, the, the bad guy that they're chasing loses control and actually hits other cars and kills people. So they, so if somebody does something, if you run away from the police today, they can't chase you. They can't chase. From what I understand, they cannot Unless chase. I mean, if it's a murder, they might. If it's a murder or if it involved a, a police officer... They're going to chase they're you. They're going to chase you, yeah. They're not going to stop for that. No, no. You heard a cop, they're going to come in after you. Right. If you're just chasing for speed and you put it over the radio... The first boss that hears it from a sergeant or above, he's going to tell you, cut the chase. Let him go. Let him go. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because he could end up killing somebody, yes. right? Wow. They do the same thing with like ATVs and stuff I see in Queens and, and New York City and stuff like that. I saw this crazy video the other day um, where a squad car was actually riding next to an ATV. Right. And I don't know if you saw it, but he pulled the guy off with one hand. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. The guy was on a, I think it was an ATV or a dirt bike or something like that. And the cop reached out of his squad car and grabbed him and picked him up like a little kid and was dragging him. Really? See, now there's a problem with that because now he's dragging him off the ATV, correct? Now, you have a moving ATV. Let's say that ATV goes into the woman pushing the baby carriage. This is just a hypothetical, but it happens. Pushing the baby carriage on the sidewalk, and we have a fatality with the baby now. Now we have a problem. We have a problem. Yeah. Like what would happen in a case like that? Because I wonder if this guy was doing... There was more to the story than obviously the cop just pulling him off. Well, he really had to be doing something bike. for that cop to do that. Yeah, the cop was mad. Well, he had to do something because that cop was saying, I got to get this guy off the road here somehow, some way. Well, right? but the cop is hes in a little bit of hot water too. If that ATV yeah. gets away from him and hits and kills somebody, you know, it's its its like shooting at a moving vehicle. Yeah. When you're shooting at a moving vehicle, now you just shot the driver. The driver's foot is still on the gas pedal. Where is that car going to go now? So you can't shoot a guy behind the wheel of a moving you car? You shouldn't, no. Wow. No. That was even back then they told even you back to then. do that. Well, did you ever did you ever stop people who were drunk driving? Yeah, that's what the highway patrol specialized in. How did you do that? You had like stops? You had like what do they call those things? Oh, you mean um where where they assign you to a like as, as they're getting off you, you check or the toll boots they used to sign us at the Trogs Neck Toll Plaza. You ever, now if you saw somebody see you Make a U-turn and like try to go on a U and back. What did you guys do? Chase them? Well, one one you know my partner would chase them, right, or right. I would chase them. Right. And then the the uh, like myself would stay 
at the toll plaza. Right. But then, you know, if you pull them over, or I should say when you pull them over, yeah. then there's certain certain things you look for. Um, watery eyes, yeah. bloodshot eyes, right. alcohol on the breath, right. and unstable when you ask them to exit the vehicle, right. unstable on their feet. Did you ever get some funny stories about a guy doesn't want to walk or, or like do what you tell him? To oh, do? yeah. So oh, yeah. Like on your what? observation, it's, it's automatically an arrest. So automatically... Their license gets suspended. Really? Yeah. And just as as a police officer, it's on your observation that they're going to be arrested. On your observation of bloodshot eyes, watery eyes, unstable on your feet. Were you ever wrong where the guy, you thought he was drunk, but then he blew in the thing and he wasn't? The only time that we were wrong is when the guy wasn't drunk, but he was drugged. Well, but you can't drive drugged either, right? No. Either so, or. That's called driving impaired. No, driving impaired falls under alcohol also. I see. Okay. But 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 driving driving under the influence of, of narcotics. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, there's uh there's now now you have to take them to the hospital and you have to they the within 2 hours. That's the statute of limitations. The blood has to be taken by a doctor. Right. You have to transport it to the lab downtown. Right. And then the police department lab, they test it to see what was in his blood. And what happens if the guy goes, you know he's drunk, but he goes, no, I'm not taking a test. Just on your observation, yeah. he, he he's arrested. You put the cuffs on him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fingerprinted and photographed. But now, but, but say you later, that's after two hours, he won't take a test. Then what happens? Then? No, it's got to be before the two hours. But say he won't take the test. He's still arrested under your observation. And then the judge decides the rest when he goes in front of the judge. So if he goes, no, judge, I never took the test. But uh, no, they never, you know, but the, you, the cop is saying you were drunk. Right. Well, he, you're right. He didn't administer the, um, you know, the alcohol level or anything right. like that. He, he never administered the evidence. Right. So now it's, it's the cop's word in the report. Of what he observed, right against the suspect, and usually they they believe the cop. Most of the time, yeah. Wow. Most of the time, but uh, from what I understand, in this day and age, uh, before the police officers finished his paperwork, everybody's out of jail. Nobody goes to jail anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah I heard that. Would you oh. want to be a cop this day and age? Absolutely not. You wouldn't want to be a no. cop now. Absolutely not. When I was when I was a police officer, I caught the last end of the respect, and I, you know you didn't have to respect me as a human being, but just respect the uniform that I'm wearing. Uh, back in those days, uh, I caught the last bit of that. From what I gather from different people now that are still on the job, you know, including my friend Gary, who you've interviewed, yeah. there is no respect anymore. Really? I mean, dumping water on cops' heads? Oh, and please. Stuff like that. that would never happen in your era. No, not in my day. They'd be arrested. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Dumping water, dumping milk. You know, now they throw their hands up to police officers now. You can't do it. Back then, you threw your hands up. Oh, forget about it. I think it's the craziest thing, the people that get out, of, out on bail the same day. I just think it's going to... It just makes people... This this rule about that they have now, 
there's it's not an off it's not a law it's not if you resist arrest that's not an offense i mean that's crazy that's crazy because when you resist arrest things happen yes that's how people die yes and and the suspects know that there's no ramifications anymore the suspects know this they know that yeah. so they just throw the dice and go for broke yeah in a sense they it's don't creating care. more crime it's 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 a crazy world we're living in it really is. Here's a man saying it's a crazy world. Here's a man who cuts his hair every 44 days. He's calling people <laughs> fucking crazy. And the grass every two and, and a half days. And the grass every two and a half days. And he's calling people crazy. So <laughs> tell us about, is it true, Sandy? Because I've been at your house. And I saw like the dish, the cup, and everything. And I said, why is this still out? And you said, well, that's for dinner tonight. Correct. So you have breakfast, and then you put your stuff out for dinner. I have my breakfast in the morning. I use two dishes and one cup. When I'm done, that gets all washed. Immediately? Immediately. It, oh, does, it doesn't... No. Nothing stays in the sink no. dirty. Never in the sink dirty. It gets washed, and it doesn't even stay in the strainer. I, it gets dried and put away. Not even, I, not even in the strain. You dry it and dry put it, it away. Dry it, put it away, yeah. Then? There's no, there's no, I'm the only one that's in that house. Right. Table gets cleaned. Okay. And then I set up for dinner. And what is your setup for dinner? Uh, two dishes again. I have the, the dish for my, for my chicken. Yes. My three pieces of chicken. And then I have the side dish for my vegetables. Mm -hmm. And then I have the plastic dish. For a little bit of salad. You guys listening to this? You believe this, Gary? I mean, come on. Now, when I'm done with dinner, those dishes get washed, dried, put away. Put away. And then I set it up for breakfast the next morning. Now, I'm curious. Have you always been this organized? Like, what age did you decide that you wanted to dress the way you do and, and be so organized in your life like this? Well, at, at an earlier podcast, I, I, I always said that I had two people I looked up to in my life. And one, uh, the very first one was my father. And I used to live next door to my uncle in Brooklyn. And I looked up to both. And they did that? Yes. Your father did the same thing? Yes. With the dishes? Oh, absolutely. And he was a shop dresser, both and, my father and my uncle. And your mother shop was, was that way too? No dishes in the sink? No dishes in the sink. So what you're saying is every time that you had dinner in, when you were growing up, everything was washed, dried, put away. Correct. And when my mother had company, wow. when my mother had company, there was no such thing as using a dishwasher. And she wouldn't let anybody get up and help her. Why couldn't you use a dishwasher? Did they have a dishwasher? Back then? Yeah, well, when we bought, when they bought the house that I now own. But she still wouldn't use the dishwasher. Everything done by hand while the company was there, done by hand, put away, and then the cake went on the table, the coffee cups, that went on the table next. After people were done, washed and put away, and then my mother would sit down and make conversation. So there was nothing out of order? Never. Never, ever, ever. You've I been, was you, in my house. You've been to my house. You <laughs> I saw know, my I house. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. When I saw your house, I, it was like everything was, it looked like a museum. 
Everything was put away exactly. How about downstairs with the Elvis and the doo-wop room? He's got an Elvis room in his house. He's got an Elvis room in his house, this guy. Right? It's a shrine to Elvis. It's a shrine. A shrine. Yeah. Sandy, what's in that manila envelope? What's in the vanilla envelope? Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, Philadelphia police officer Gary, Chaz interviewed him already. Right. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an authentic Elvis Presley scarf that was given to his cousin. He gave it to me. Authentic Elvis Presley scarf. This was around Elvis's neck. Around Elvis's neck. And it's signed. Wow. Gary's Gary's cousin. Wow. Used to bodyguard. He was he was one Elvis of Elvis signed this. Yes. Gary's cousin was one of the fellas when, when Elvis did Vegas. Yeah. He he was part of sort of part of the Memphis Mafia. Right. And he bodyguarded Elvis in the in the casinos in right. in, in Las Vegas. And Elvis signed it. It's right here. Yeah, I see it. And that's the signature. I know that signature. You don't sign his last name, just writes Elvis. Just Elvis. Like this only, is an authentic scarf. Only a few people can go by their first name. There's Elvis, there's Cher, and there's Chaz. So I just want to <laughs> right. I just want to say that. Okay. Um Authentic scarf. Authentic scarf. Well, you got a good friend there. Thank Gary, I love you. Thank you. That He's was the really, best. That was really nice of Gary He's to, the best. to give you that. Wow. This goes in the museum. Goes in the Elvis Museum. Yeah. With the picture of him and his cousin and Elvis, he gave me a nice picture. Now, if you have a guest, say some girl comes over to the house and and she visits you and you, you, you know, you, see, you take ladies to your home and the next day you wake up and you, you don't see the scarf there and the lady calls you and says, oh, by the way, I wanted to show my mom I took the scarf. I hope you don't mind. Oh, we have a problem now. We have a problem. Yeah, we have a very bad problem. We could be broken up over this. You're breaking up. First me. of all, she she took the scarf without telling house. you. No, that's that's done. Done. Over. Done. Before I say we're done, I get my scarf back, though. Yeah, what about she goes, Well, you know what? I'm not giving you no, the scarf. Oh back. no. Oh no. You're getting that scarf. You back. better believe it. No. My friend Gary gave this to me. Right. From the bottom of his heart. And you're getting that scarf back. You better believe you're it. You're going to get in your car and you're going there. That's right. In your 1974 Nova. Nova. Or my 1970 Cadillac. Or his 1970 Cadillac. <laughs> this man is living in the past, folks. Don't forget the phone. This man, let's show everybody your phone. What, about, what about the camera? No, we don't, we don't have to. Look at this. F- folks, look at this phone. Alexander Graham Bell had a phone like this. This Moses. is insane. Moses. I mean, look at this phone. I, I, this is a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I call him. He goes, well, I can't get text messages. I can't get no, photos. No, I can get text. Oh, texts yeah. you can get. You can't I can't get, get photos. Can't get photos. Can't get photos, folks. Sandy Blue Eyes, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. You're always a great guest. Thank we you. We got to come back. Sandy Blue Eyes is going to be doing the word of the day on TikTok. Absolutely. Is that right? We got to do the word of the day again, and you'll be back. Watch him on TikTok. He gets a ton of likes. You can go to my TikTok. Sandy Blue Eyes is there. Come to the shows. You come to the, come shows. to the shows. That's right. And we're going to be, Sandy will be with me September 10th in Lancaster, PA, at the American Music Theater. October 9th, 
Boston, we're going to be the Emerson Colonial Theater, and Pittsburgh, two dates, November 11th and 12th at the Byram Theater in Pittsburgh, PA. Come so, and see me in the lobby. Come and see you in the lobby. With all the merchandise, you won't be sorry. Yeah, but you take a photo with Sandy. Take a photo. See the show that started it all, and uh, it'll be a night you won't forget. God bless you all. This is the Chaz Palmentary Podcast, and see you next week.